Hello, and welcome to The Leap. We are really glad you are here and want to thank you for joining us today. This is your podcast to guide you on how you too can make the leap from working for someone else to being in business for yourself full time. Before we dive in, remember you can find the entertaining video version of this episode and others on YouTube. Now let's begin. Here's your host and fellow leaper, Tim May. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Leap. This is Tim May. I got a special guest in the building, Lauren Sweeney. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. I'm really, I'm really excited to hear your story. One reason is because listeners, you got to check this out. Her father is one of my business mentors. So uh, if he's cool with me, then you're already cool with me. <laughs> um, Lauren, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Let's start off with that. Yeah. Well, um, like you said, my name is Lauren Sweeney. I'm the founder and CEO of a Richmond-based creative marketing company called Dotted Line. We service um, a national roster of clients. Um, We have about 50 clients across a variety of sectors, uh, financial services, uh, health and wellness, consumer products, energy, um, consulting. So kind of runs the gamut. And at Dotted Line, we believe that the world is full of data points for what you believe and how you do business. And so what we do is we use brand and marketing strategy, creative media communications and marketing analytics to help companies connect better with their consumers. So wait a minute, you just said a whole lot in 30 seconds. That is, wow. Did you go to school? Go for that, like, like walk me through. Like, let's let's slow down for a minute. That is powerful. So, did you go to school for that, and walk me through, kind of, from? Uh, did you go to college? Where'd you yep. go to college? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I grew up here in Richmond, Virginia. Went to um, a small liberal arts school in Virginia. Okay. And I did not go to school for marketing or communications. I actually wow. majored in um, economics and business, and had a passion uh, for art. So, I, I minored in studio art and, and art history. Um, interestingly, I thought I wanted to be an architect for a long time and went to um, architecture graduate school to realize wow. that that was not not really my passion long term and, and what I wanted to do. So what I am doing now is very different than what it looked like when I was in my early 20s. Right. But um, it's been a, a good, exciting journey for sure. So, so, so you graduate from college. What is your did you go straight to working or did you go straight to grad school? Can, so walk me through that path. Yeah. So when I graduated from undergrad, like I said, I had a, a real passion and interest for, for wanting to be an architect. And so I had worked at a couple architecture firms based here in Richmond and had um, been accepted and, and attended a graduate school for architecture. It was in my time there um, pretty early on that I just had the realization that this was not really the, the right long-term career path for me. So what happened was I, I took a leave of absence and I moved home because what else do you do? Right, you don't have right. anything else to do. And um, started to just apply for for really any job in Richmond that was business related. Wow. So um, what happened was in a short period of time, got hired at a local Fortune 100 company okay. um, and spent six years there doing a variety of different roles. So that was really my kind of first taste of, of what a professional kind of business type of job yep, is. Yep, yep, and so, yep. um, yeah. With some real money, yes, salary. Yes, real money, salary. Yeah, yeah, worked yeah. in a, a number of different roles. I worked in HR, worked in operations, um, and the latter part worked in uh, doing internal communications. Okay, okay, okay. So you work in that job and, um, you know, walk me through kind of that moment where you're just like, 
uh, it's time for something different. Walk yeah. me through that. Yeah. So it's interesting. I I think the the story for dotted line really started years before I actually started the company. Mm. Um, my, as you know, and you pointed out, I come from a family of small business owners, yep. and my grandfather owned an oil and gas company in um, a very s- small rural town in Southwest Virginia. And so I sort of always grew up with this mentality of being around like small business owners and understanding um, kind of the the power that small business can have on on a family and a community. And so my grandfather always believed that it was sort of his um, responsibility with a small business to use his assets and his leadership and his abilities to, to have a positive impact in other people's life. So that was something that has sort of was um, an integral part of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was working in, in my corporate job, I had an idea for a side business uh-huh. that I started with a good friend of mine um, where we basically designed and manufactured these paper products that we sold online. I didn't really, we didn't, I didn't realize it was a business. It was just a hobby and something that we had a lot of passion for. Um, But we designed them, we manufactured them, we marketed them, we, you know, sold them and, and, and grew this side small hobby business. And I think that was really um, the first time that I could get a taste of like what could be yeah. that I could have an idea and create something and be able to to build it on my own. So yeah. that was that was really the second trigger for me to to think seriously about a path in entrepreneurship and, and what that could look like. So what was then the moment where you're like, it's time. Like I know it's time. I need to move on. I know I'm my own boss. Walk mm-hmm. me through that. Yeah, so I had been, um, obviously I had had a little bit of a taste of entrepreneurship with this side business that I had started while I was still working my day job. Um, and, and we came to the realization after a period of time that it was really just a passion for us. It wasn't something that um, we wanted to take full time, but I started to seriously think about what that could look like for myself and my mm-hmm. own path forward. And so um, I what happened was I actually started to do a couple of different things to get ready. I didn't really know what that like idea was or what I wanted to do. I had a couple of different business ideas. Mm-hmm. And so I started to do some um, business modeling. I started to think about financial projections. I started to just get out and network yep. more in the community yep. to get plugged in into the startup world. Yep. I didn't know anything about that and was very different in the, the setting I'd come from in a, in a corporate job. Sure. Um, and so I also um, started to save. And so uh, I think saving is a big piece and maybe one we can come back oh. to. Oh I'm getting gosh, ready to take yes, the leap. Yes. But um what happened was I had a couple of different business ideas. And as I was talking with small business owners, um, I saw that there was this need for uh, more flexible marketing communication support to help small businesses grow. And so I started to do a little bit of consulting on the side mm-hmm. and did that for about six, seven, eight months while I worked my day job to grow a client base to have some some revenue coming in the door and have enough time to to save and kind of do all the things you need to do before yep. you take the leap. Yep. As I'm sure you're aware of. Ab- absolutely. So, you know, some people are they're listening to this and they're like, "Okay, I already have one full-time job. Mm-hmm. How am I going to take this leap? Like, how do I start off small to the point to where I can do something outside or with my full-time job, how can I manage both to even get it to a point to where I can then take the leap? So walk them through that. How were you able to navigate doing both at the same time? 
Yeah. So I think I had a, a passion for wanting to explore something beyond my current role. And so I was willing to commit a little bit of time right on nights and weekends okay. to do that. There we go. Um, you get to a point when you, when you have, for us, you know, we're in a service-based business. So when you have a couple of clients, it became a little bit more challenging to manage. Sure. And all of a sudden, yes, I am staying up past midnight every yep. night and I'm working yep. every weekend. And you, you get to a crossroad um, with your decision making of can, should I continue my day job or should I start to consider what this entrepreneurial path could look like a little bit more seriously? And that's that's what um, I started to do with with my journey. I think the financial aspect is a big piece. So I've always been a really big believer in um, not taking out any debt mm-hmm. and um, funding the business yourself, bootstrapping it as best you can. And so. Uh, that's a major component. So during that time, I um, had saved some money that good, I felt like I could live off good, of. Good, good, So for ideally two years, I think it ended up being about a year, year and a half of like what I could live off of. But I also did everything I could to minimize my yes. expenses. So I, I moved home. I did things like that, the things that are not glamorous. And let me ask you, how old, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. how old were you? Because this is going to help some people. How old were you when you moved back home? I was 26 when I started Dotted Line. So it was not a fun experience. It wasn't for long, but it just helped minimize my expenses until I could have a better understanding of what um, the future looked like. So, You know, Lauren, one thing is people who want to own their own business, a lot of times their approach is, how can I wrap my, how can I conform my business, my opportunity around my current lifestyle, when really I find that the people who has, have success in launching their business full-time and, and being their own boss, they actually conform their lifestyle around what's necessary to be successful in their business. And, you know, I would have friends that would, they would buy the new car. They, they, they bought the new home. And they would wonder why I was driving the Honda Accord or whatever the car I was driving at the time. And it was because the car was paid off. Mm-hmm. So I had the four or $500 a month or, or whatever. I had the roommate, so my rent was only $600 a month. And so I had that cushion to put away. Speak a little bit more on the importance and what gave you the foresight to start putting money away. Um, I realized that whether I started my own business or I would go work at a startup, I needed to have some financial cushion to be able to do that. I, you know, had been living independently. I was single at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I realized I didn't have a lot of responsibility. So I could, I could live at a pretty um, minimal level as it came to like mm-hmm. my expenses. And I think the other thing to think about is it's, it's short term, right? So you're taking a short term hit. It might be a couple of years, Good but, point. but it's not, it's not the next 10 years. And so That's I think right. the point is you're sacrificing now so that you're not sacrificing later. That's right. Um, and, and I'll share that my husband started his own business, which okay. I was sharing with yep. you before we started. Yep. He started that while we were married. And so we, we went through a similar exercise as well when he started his business of saving. You know, we really want to have a year's worth of, of savings in the bank because starting a business takes much more time yes. and money and effort than you ever think it's going yep. to out of, yep. out of the gate. And so it's, it's an important piece. It's a sacrifice. But like I said, it's a short-term sacrifice. What's one thing that your company, Dotted Line, does for clients? Just mm-hmm. maybe maybe a success story, just something that you enjoy doing for a company and, and helping them. 
Yeah. So um, what we do when we start with any of our clients is really work to understand their business and what the their brand is. So like the core of who they are as an organization and what their perception of the, their company is in the marketplace and then how we can help them map out a marketing strategy to grow. And so some of that might be communication. Some of it might be um, social media. Some of it might be paid advertising. Mm-hmm. And then what we do is manage all the components that need to come together to market their company. And um, we will manage the the effectiveness of their efforts okay. or the, the analytics component of so it. So your value proposition to X company, you would say is what? What would you mm-hmm. say is saving them tons of time by by offloading that for them? Is that what you would say mm-hmm. your value proposition is? So our value proposition is helping them grow their market share okay. and their brand. Um, it's very much focused on, on growing their company and their sales. So, that, okay. so that's what we we help them do. Our clients are growing middle market companies who have a variety of different marketing brand advertising needs. And so we help put together the right strategy and team based on where they are and the maturity of like their company. Mm-hmm. So, so give me, so you make the leap. Mm-hmm. What is day one? You're now you're your own boss full time. What is ex, describe to our audience? What does day one look like? How, how was that? Day one. I know that was, so I started the business in 2014. So it's been about six years. Um, I would say day one, I was hungry and (laughs) aggressive and was just willing to do honestly, whatever it took to make it work. And so it, um, involved a lot of grit and perseverance and just willing to meet with a lot of people and put myself out there, um, in order to try and meet potential new clients. So a lot of it was, you know, doing a, a, uh, excellent job for our existing clients. So they would then refer us yep. and then trying to just get the the word out there. You know, you have to create some type of like buzz and brand recognition for your yep. services. Yep. So that yep. was, that was a large part of what I was focused on, on and, that, and on still, one, and still are, it doesn't change. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it can be tough on day one. It's, it can definitely be a very intimidating, overwhelming, and, and honestly, like fearful experience. Which I was going to ask you, you know, was there an ever a time where you second guessed yourself? So I think, you know, at every stage of growth, I go through that phase. I mean, I, when I launched, it's very, real. it's very real. And every, you know, when I launched dotted line, I, I was terrified. Um, I think that's natural. And, um, at, at every point it, it can feel overwhelming. And I think the, the key and what I wanted to share is to just not let that fear paralyze you. I see that so often with other small business owners and entrepreneurs. And for me, it just, it took years of um, shifting my mindset and, and reframing how I view failure, right? It's not like if failure is going to happen, it's like when, and it's going to happen yes. every single day. Yes. And you just have to be able to to mentally persevere and enter in order to grow and get better. Yeah. Um, I love, there's a, a famous entrepreneur named Sarah Blakely, who's the CEO of Spanx. And so she talks about how growing up, her dad would always ask her, what's one thing you failed at today? So that way that you're like triggered yeah, mentally to start to rethink how your, how you view failure and, and your, your fear of it. And so we started to do that a little bit with our kids at home, um, because I think that can be such a powerful thing. And it's not that fear is bad. It's just that you have to be courageous, I think, to move through that. I love, I love that. So 
I opened up by saying, your father is one of my business mentors. What's something that you've taken from your childhood that he taught you that you're putting forth in your business today? What's, what's something that you're doing? Yeah, I, well, first off, my, I would agree. My dad's been a huge uh, mentor and supporter of me and, and my Shout business. Shout out to Dr. Cox, and <laughs> he's an amazing dentist, amazing <laughs> yes. man. If you need a dentist in Richmond, Virginia, <laughs> go see him. Um, I think uh, one of the things that he has talked about that we've tried to continue to carry with our family is just the, the power of, I think, small business and the impact you can have on the people around you both uh, your employees, I think your family, your friends, um, and the uh, resources that you have at your disposal and and making sure you're doing so in a purposeful way, Mm -hmm. right? Like at the end of the day, what are we really here to be doing? That's right. And so um, for for us, like our faith drives a big piece of that. And and we believe our, our purpose is to to better other people's lives for the betterment of community. And, and we try to really live that out and, and demonstrate that with, with our team. Tell me about your family. You, you mentioned uh, you're married. Any children? Mm-hmm. Walk me through that. Yep. So I'm married to a, a fellow entrepreneur. My husband has his own company um, called Spinnaker Consulting Group. And then we have um, two children. I have a, uh, I call him a tiring teenage stepson. <laughs> he um, he just graduated from high school. And I then we it. have a uh, one-year-old daughter. So we have two kids at different ends of the yes. spectrum. So life is fun and full in our household right now. I'm telling you, if you if you can handle being a parent, I think you can run a business. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's life. It's just uh it's it's crazy. Um you learn to be flexible. Yes. And you just gotta sometimes just roll with the punches. See the, be- <laughs> see the best in people. Exactly. Great, you know, grace. Uh-huh. Um what's one of your biggest wins? Yeah, I think um, for me, it's honestly, I just get a lot of joy out of seeing something now six years later that I started and didn't really know, have a lot of clarity about and wasn't quite sure like what it was going to be like. And now seeing it um, in a more mature state with with a team and a, a stable um, roster of clients, it's it's pretty exciting to see that this is possible. And I think even more so as we've been able to hire really smart motivated, like talented people to help kind of lift the mission mm-hmm. beyond just like what I could do has been really powerful to see. And honestly, it's what keeps me excited every yep. day about coming yep. to work yep. um, because entrepreneurship can be a very lonely, yep. um, lonely place to be. And so I, I love that. That's that's probably one of the things when I see all that our team is able to accomplish every day, it, get, it gets me exciting. It's really motivated. It's really motivated. You know, mm-hmm. and you start... You start something and it's just what's in your own, what's in your own head, what's in your own brain. And then you start assimilating a team and just the team dynamics mm-hmm. start coming into play. It's uh, you're like the possibilities mm-hmm. literally are endless on mm-hmm. what you can do. Um, what is one of the toughest, toughest things um, mm-hmm. that you've had to, you know, work through as far as being your own boss? Uh, I think one of the toughest thing, and, and it's an ever-evolving challenge, is, is just time management, yeah. right? There's only so many hours in the day, and time is is the one asset that you just can't get more of. And so I've had to constantly, um, at every growth period of the company, be thinking about what are the things that like only I am qualified and I can be doing, and yeah, learning to, to then delegate um, other tasks and responsibilities. And, and it's tough, 
Um, but it's necessary in order to continue to grow and uh, thrive in the business. What is um, what is something that you are able to do because you're your own boss that you were not able to do when you were working for somebody else? I think for me, you know, I was reflecting on this question when you when you shared it with me before. Was I? I feel most passionate about being able to chart my own path, uh, no. right, and being able to make um, my own decisions, and and that's a that's a big responsibility. So I don't want to minimize that. Um, I have people that are depending on me, yep. and um, not just my family, but I have staff and then their families, and so um, that's a big responsibility. But it, there's also freedom in that that we can we can be in charge of our own destiny, and I think um, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, it's it's. The risk, but there's the the reward. There is. The reward of it. And it's interesting. I do these episodes, and rarely does anyone ever talk about money. And, you know, people will listen in, and people think about business. And there's some, so many people think people do it just for the money. Mm-hmm. And you haven't mentioned that at all. It's it's really a passion to help, to helping people and helping people's businesses. Mm-hmm. And I want our listeners to know that I think that's really what separates people who have long-term success is that when you could think long, when you could think, why am I doing it? The dollar bill, I mean, yeah, you make money and bills are paid and all that, but uh, having a bigger purpose, and you shared a little bit about how you're a person of faith, will you, will you mm-hmm. kind of go more into how that guides you? Yeah, I will. And I'll share. um, And I've talked about this a little bit with some other interviews I've done for for a long time. I um, had a very ambitious mindset and I had a specific revenue figure in Mm. mind that I wanted to hit (laughs) as a a small business owner. And for a long time, um, I was so laser focused on hitting that number that there was it was hard for me to really understand or look at any other goals. And so, you know, the interesting thing was we we hit that number and it was almost this moment of like, okay, so what now? Like, I'm not any more fulfilled. My team isn't any yep. more motivated. Yep. We're not really yep. achieving any more of our mission. And it really was a, a huge learning opportunity for me to, to think about what are we really here for every day? And what is, what is our purpose as a team? Mm. And how do we create this vision in which, um, the entire team feels bought in and excited about that's that's not just monetary. And there's nothing wrong with making no, money. I don't want to no, say that because no. if you're not making money, then you're not in a business. Yep. But it's not um, it's not it's not the heartbeat of the organization. It's you have to have it. It's like oxygen to breathe, but it's not why you live. You don't live to breathe, right? right? right so right. Um, I love that analogy. It's it's uh, it's important, but it's not at the end of the day like why we do what we do. I also think um, if an entrepreneur is is looking to just make a lot of money, there are plenty of people that do that. But I also think there's other ways that may be a little bit easier than the path yep. of entrepreneurship yep. to just make a lot That's of money. That's exactly right. <laughs> so um, that would not be not not be a number one that I would recommend for why you should have That's your own business. A, that's a really good point. You know, uh-huh. for me, Lauren, um, you know, just humble beginnings, you know, and um just wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it comes to money, just being able to support another small business. And, you know, I try to, in something, each podcast to, uh, like this shirt, right? This is um, this is a guy, Nicholas Browley. 
Mm-hmm. He's the owner of uh, Kingdom Style, and he's a fashion. He's a fashion stylist, and he measures me and makes sure that my shirt fits nice and well. I'll make sure I put the description in the uh, uh, that you had a description um, in the description um, box when you watch this or, or wherever you find it. But I just love being able to support a small business in some type of way because we all start small. Mm-hmm. We all start small and. There's a mutual respect, no matter what. Like, I didn't even have to know your whole story ahead of time mm-hmm. to know that you've been in the trenches, right? Mm-hmm. That you've had those long nights. You've you watched the sun come up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, I've got payroll coming mm-hmm. up. You know, and it's just, um, I just, I love, I love the passion and what someone becomes mm-hmm. through entrepreneurship. Let me ask you this, and we'll kind of wrap this up, is I know it's not about numbers, but where do you see yourself personally in two years? Yeah. So I think for us, it's a couple of things, right? One is um, I want to see us continue to just live more into our mission every day. So we talk about our mission at Dotted Line is to be a committed, catalytic champion for our clients every day. So it's living into that. It's doing work that we're proud of. It's um, growing our client base and and continuing to grow our team and our capabilities. So that's a piece of it. I think personally, um, my husband and I have a a couple of different like passion projects and, and things that we would love to put a little bit more like structure around as to um, how we could be using our businesses to, to, better the community. And so that's something that I would love for us to spend some time, spend some time thinking about it. You know, we're, we're always thinking within dotted line of what, what is our next product or service? What could we be doing to differentiate ourselves in the, in the market? And so I think that's, that's always sort of a given and something that we, we constantly talk about. Well, Lauren, I enjoyed this time. And I know I'm going to see you sometimes over at your father's house. I know we're going to run into each other. You know, if you if you own a business out there, this is someone that you want to do business with. I could feel your spirit, and it's amazing. Um, you know, you do people do business with people they trust, mm-hmm. and there's just a spirit of trust there. There's no. This is my first time ever meeting you. Yeah, well, and I gotta you, tell you, if if you're looking for someone, a creative agency, a marketing, mm-hmm. branding, um. I got to tell you, I would do business with you. There's no question about it. So thank you for spending yeah, time with us. Yeah, thank you, Tim. And I, I appreciate what you're doing. I think um, it's important to me to know, to tell people that if I can do it, like you can do it. And so I don't want people to hear the story and, and feel discouraged. I want them to feel encouraged and motivated and and think, wow, if she's got this, I can go do it too. Because I think, to your point, um, small business is the backbone of our yep, economy in the exactly U.S. Right. And um, it's it's a wonderful career path. I'm a huge, huge fan and proponent of, of starting your own business. So I hope people feel encouraged in that way. Well, thank you. That was Lauren Sweeney. Yeah. Wherever you are, whether it's you're uh, driving on your way to work, maybe you're in the bed, about to go to sleep. We thank you so much for taking time with us. This is Tim May with the Leap Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends who you know would also love to take the leap. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you are leaving with some great things that can help you on your pathway to full-time business ownership. Now go out there and put one foot in front of the other. Until next time.